You are now listening to the Claim It Podcast with me, your host, Trisha Huffman, your joyologist on this podcast, whether I'm having a conversation with someone or it's me having a solo reflection, partially rambling episode. (laughs) The goal is for you to see that right now, no matter where in your life you are, (laughs) you can claim joy, claim your worth, claim fulfillment, claim success, claim whatever it is that you're seeking, that it isn't out there somewhere. Once you do this, have this, people see you a certain way, then you'll feel worthy enough, fulfilled, successful for the rest of your life. Nope. It's unfortunately an inside job. Well, I don't know if it's unfortunately, maybe it's fortunately it's an inside job that it's not out there. And that's the thing. We often are like, one day I will get to this like reward, this this uh, award that's like, you have arrived, welcome. Uh, and those moments, I think, do come in life. But then our doubts, fears, shame, comparison, inner judgments, all of it mess with us. That is our humanness. So we got to do the work to be like, what am I really thinking about myself right now? Is that what I want to believe? All right. Uh, Today, (laughs) I am currently, as I'm recording this, on my day 10 of being positive for COVID. And oh my, it has been a journey. (laughs) Some things came up during that time that I want to chat with you about. Uh, Wow. First of all, (laughs) I mean, I have escaped it for two and a half years practically, and obviously have seen and known many people that have gotten it and then that have suffered from it and have long COVID symptoms. And it's so interesting this like, oh man, that sucks. Oh no, you have it. And like having this compassion for people, but not really like understanding it. And then also, yeah, it affects people differently, right? Like, you know, you can get test positive and barely have symptoms, not have symptoms. People end up in the hospital. Unfortunately, um, people ended up dying. Uh, and some people, it's just like a cold. So also like the not really knowing. And that, that like just itself experiencing and being like, wow, I got it bad. Well, I don't know, you know, my, my own version of bad absolutely miserable, totally took me out for many days. And in being in that, you know, it was just like, beyond just thinking of COVID, like it it sort of made me remember um, my experience with grief, that before my dad's sudden passing, I remember, <laughs> I don't know why, but For Angelina Jolie, I guess at that time she was, you know, someone, yeah, she was a big famous actress. And I remember that for like years, it felt like in several years that in interviews and things would come up, she would bring up about like how her mother's death affected her like so greatly. And I don't even remember what she was just saying, but I just remember being like, man, I mean, didn't her mom die like two years ago? Like I just didn't get it. And at the same time, like, of course, had sympathy and compassion for the fact that she lost someone dear to her. Um, But at the same time, like, I just remember, I do remember like being like, wow, huh. And so like this not know, like how we can have 
sympathy, compassion for people. I, by the way, I do. If you've listened to slow podcasts before, I can ramble and jump topics. I'm still in my a bit of COVID brain fog, but feel a million times better. <laughs> but anyway, I can hear myself talking and be like, where am I going? Um, <laughs> but so like how we as humans can, you know, have compassion for people can feel like, oh, I've been there. Like, oh, you're going through a breakup. Oh, you know, like, I've been there. I know what you're going through and how we can somewhat know what people are going through. And at the same time, we can't because everything affects us so individually in different ways with our circumstances, right? Like COVID. So how it hit me and my health affected affects, you know, how my sister or my mom and how other friends who have got, how have had it before, something similar, some different grief when I lost my dad, like that we all have our own journeys with things. And so, and I've noticed that with grief that it, you know, as soon as someone lost a parent or lost someone dearly, I was like, oh, I know what you're feeling. But at the same time would then be like, well, actually I don't. (laughs) Like we can know our own versions of things. And so being in the height of my own COVID (laughs) recovery that just like woke me up to things on that I knew but just like yeah when people are asking me how I'm feeling or I'm trying to convey my symptoms and how miserable I'm feeling that like oh I don't know like if they will actually understand fully how I feel um And not in a bad way, just like that remembering. And I just, like I said, I think that that can be really profound to remember in life that even once we know someone so well and, you know, even our best friend, our sister, whatever the thing is, people that we think we know everything about, maybe that they tell us everything, that we still can't actually know their experience because we are not living in their mind and their body with their life experiences That, right, like even if you probably had a twin and you had almost identical life experiences, how your mind and heart and cells took in that information could be different. So I don't know. I've really had a focus for so long on compassion and this year have been even more like a radical compassion. And that doesn't mean like, oh, then like, no nothing is anyone's fault and you just have compassion for everybody who does anything and says anything, whether it's right or wrong. It's like having this compassion for people and then still you get to create your relationship with them and their actions and all of that. But um, yeah, I think just like that knowing of always in the background, again, whether you're, you know, upset with someone just disappointed by what they have done, and it doesn't make that what they have done or said, right. But just knowing like, I don't really know much about their journey. And so it sort of helps me to get through things again, even if they've done something terrible to me, to someone in the world, to someone I deeply care about. And I am like, that is, you know, a crime or that is an emotional crime or whatever the thing is. So it's having this compassion for someone of like, man, what formed in their life, in their cells for them to react this way or to also like to not be able to take responsibility. I see so much in life where people are not taking responsibility for their own actions and their own words. Um, And I don't know if it's because it's a fear of like, well, if I 
see that, oh, whoops, maybe that wasn't the best thing to do or to say, or I wasn't being very understanding, or I can see how that affected you, like then they don't want to make themselves wrong. So they have to say so strongly in this these ways. And I don't know, it's, I mean, I think that that is one big divider in the world that people are unwilling to open their eyes up to other people's opinions and experiences because they're just like, nope, I'm this. Nope. This is what I've said, or this is what I believe. And this is what I do. And they won't even take in information about facts or other people's experience that could open their mind because they are afraid of like being wrong. But it's not about that. It's not about like, oh, you're right or you're wrong. It's about, oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe let me look at some more information, understand that. And to not be afraid of being wrong, to just simply be taking information in and being available for that and to continue to create and recreate your thoughts and beliefs. And that's in your own head or like I said, about things in the world that you may think you know about because the perspectives you have been given and the information you have been given, but really not. Um, So that's one thing. (laughs) This is going to be like lessons from my experience with COVID um, was just so that. So number one would be this like real remembering again of like we just really never know as much as we think we know. Um, And so allowing that also to have compassion for other people and myself. Because one thing too, I, man, it must have been like on day two or three of having it. And I was like miserable and went on like IG stories and, you know, shared like, oh, I'm positive. I've been, you know, wrote in a post, like an IG post story, like, oh, I've cried so many times today for so many reasons. And, you know, I don't know what else I said, but I remember after the fact being like, oh, do I delete that, that I was like crying? Because what are people like, you know, oh, poor me. Because also, great for me. I was able to see it sucked to have COVID. (laughs) I'm sure everyone who has had it, even if you just tested positive because you still like needed to quarantine and like stop part of your life, give up things. Um, My kids weren't with me the week before. And so like I tested positive the day before I was supposed to get them back for a week. And I didn't then. So I was like, I was sad about that. I love my own time. It's great for them to go to their dads and have that time. And for me to have my solo time, I absolutely love that. But I was sad about that. And then also like all the things that I was going to need or at that time too, I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'll get better. They say you get better in five days. So this and that. So trying to also like feeling the stress of my schedule for the next week and do I cancel things or this, but they're all things I want to do and I don't want to cancel and that and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I'm holding a group coaching program right now and I wanted, I didn't want to have to mess with those everyone's schedules by this. But then if I didn't reschedule the call, then I obviously probably wouldn't be my best during the call and I don't want to give them a not best version of myself and blah, 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 blah. So besides the like actual like pain, discomfort, miserable of COVID, then I also was like in the space of sort of like 
grieving what I thought the next week would be like. Um, And so I was also able to see like how lucky I am that I do work for myself. And so even though that did mean like, sure, there were a lot of opportunities I had to turn down next week or that, that next week, um, for that, that I'm sure it was much harder for other people, um, and their jobs and to be able to, you know, take that time off. And then also that I didn't have my kids. So I was sad that the kids were going to stay with their dad for an extra week so that they weren't quarantined with me and that they wouldn't get this terrible version that I had, which who knows how it would affect them. Um, so it was like, I felt so lucky (laughs) for my circumstances and at the same time was miserable. But anyway, so I had this moment of I posted about crying. I'd cried so many times for so many different reasons because also being so sick like made me have some different realizations, which I'll get to next. Um, And so, yeah, it wasn't just like crying like, oh, poor me. Anyway, there were lots of reasons for the tears, but I had this moment of feeling like, do I delete that? Because are people going to think like roll their eyes at me like, oh, poor Trisha, she has COVID. We've all had it. And she's like, doesn't even have to like have her kids with her this week or blah, blah, blah. Like I have it pretty good. Um, While at the same time, have my own (laughs) struggles happening in the background, but realistically having it so good. So wondering, yeah, like what do people think of me or I'm not allowed to be upset or whatever these feelings that came up and I was like, no, I'm leaving it. And it reminded me of like something I shared in my book, F the shoulds do the once. Um, and I've talked about it previously before. I think about, I think uh, in a previous episode with Libby Carlson, I don't know if it was her episode that we did on grief during the pandemic or her own episode, maybe even both, um, about how often we can invalidate our own experience because it feels like, well, I don't have it that bad. So how dare I, you know, feel sad, upset, down you know, whatever it is, because I don't have it that bad. So I started to like have this moment of invalidating my own experience. Like I'm not allowed to be upset because, you know, or cry. That's what it felt like. I'm not allowed to do this because I have it so much better than so many people who have already, who have gone through COVID or who are fighting much worse illnesses right now. And so also, and and then again, in, so I reminded myself that invalidating my own feelings and my own experience doesn't do me any good and it doesn't so this is what happened I feel like if I were to be like you're right oh you don't have the right to be that upset or that sad or whatever delete that post and then also like come on Trisha only see the good or okay only think about the people that have it worse but not about how your your own struggles right now that doesn't help. That doesn't help at all. It's like this lingering energy in the background that's weighing. So what I'm all about is being fully present to it. And so those thoughts came up, right, of I'm sort of not allowed to be upset or, oh my gosh, I'm sitting here talking about how miserable I am when I'm not in the hospital. I can still breathe. I don't have, you know, something that is 
this is, no, I'm probably going to get better (laughs) in five to 10 days and people have it so much worse. So that realization, uh, you can hold both, that it's not, I'm not allowed to feel bad or upset or hurt or whatever the things are that you feel that I'm feel because other people have it worse. It's instead both. And that it also made me more present to it. So me being like, man, this really sucks. Oh, like this is like painful (laughs) in my body and miserable. And I can't think or do this. And I'm sad about my kids. And I'm sad about these opportunities that I have to cancel next week. And I'm upset about these things. So like allowing myself to feel all of that stuff, then also then reminded me, wow, well, at least I have this home at least like how amazing that I'm able to heal and quarantine and not have to worry about taking care of my kids or the worry of them then getting COVID or what if we all had it at the same time and all of that. So whatever struggle that you are feeling to allow yourself to to be like, yeah, this is hard for me. I, this is a struggle, whatever that is, that doesn't mean that when you are allowing yourself to see what is hard for you, what is hurting you, that it minimizes anybody else's experience. For me, when I bring attention to what I am feeling and giving myself that space and that permission to feel that, I am also then aware of how much better I have it than other people or wow, this, that. And it doesn't have to be in an opposing way. Like I'm not allowed to feel this because I have that. It's the both, the both and as um, as many people say, especially (laughs) Chelsea on Peloton. Um, She always talks about the both and and I'm sure so many other people as well. Um, I am not the only one (laughs) who talks about and, but, you know, and I've seen this in the past where friends of mine or clients who have, you know, like they're very well taken care of, they have the means, they have the money to do all these things they want. And so even then like, so, okay, if you have the means to like remodel a kitchen or remodel part of your house, how lucky are you? And you can do like whatever you want. And it's so great, right? But that also doesn't mean that it's not stressful, (laughs) challenging, that dealing with contractors and, uh, you know, cancellation and all that like headache of construction that can help with just actual the physical construction, but then the um, arranging it. And yes, you know, taking three times longer than it needs to or the things not coming in. Like you, I would experience people that are like feeling like, they're annoyed, they're having these real struggles with that, but then feeling like they're not allowed to feel upset, blah, 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 because how lucky are they that they have the means to remodel their kitchen? So there's no way they're allowed to feel disappointed or upset or, you know, whatever the things are. And again, I understand how that comes up for us, and but it doesn't help at all to not allow yourself to be, oh, this is disappointing. You can be disappointing. Like, this is disappointing. This is annoying. This is hard to live this way. Whatever the thing is that's coming up. And then, of course, acknowledge that you do have it better than most. But it doesn't have to mean that you're not allowed to actually feel what you are feeling and in the experience that you're in. I hope that that makes sense. It's like I so clearly can 
feel what I want to say. Um, but when I talk about it, I wonder if it gets through that way. But just really like allowing yourself to have the feeling and the experience you have. And sometimes just by simply like, yeah, I'm disappointed. Wow, this is rough. And it doesn't mean you sit in that. And so you're so pissed off and like, all right, I'm allowing myself to be disappointed. So I'm only disappointed. It's just sort of giving light to your feelings by acknowledging them often helps me move through them more than trying to push them away or tell myself I shouldn't feel that way. Um, so in, I'm going to read a little bit from my book in the I am allowed chapter, which is chapter 15, I believe. You are allowed to feel what you feel. Something that I have noticed in my coaching work and in just being a human is that we try to should ourselves out of our feelings, either because those feelings are uncomfortable or because we feel that we shouldn't feel them or that we should be over it. Maybe you're going through a breakup and you are the one that chose to end things, yet you find yourself missing them. You feel sad, you feel lost, you feel alone. Maybe you doubt your choice to break up, but you try to should yourself out of feeling those feelings because you made the choice to break up. Maybe you are feeling hurt, offended, left out because your friends did something and didn't invite you. It hurts, but you feel petty for feeling that way. So you try to should yourself out of feeling what you are feeling. You want to be a bigger person. You know it is really no big deal, but you do feel hurt. Maybe you are struggling, but you feel that you don't have the right to feel like life is hard because all, because of all that you do have and how so many people have it worse. Invalidating your own struggles and feelings won't help you or the people who have it worse than you. Not allowing yourself to feel your feelings doesn't make them go away. Shooting them away or trying to wave a magic positivity wand over your feelings won't make them disappear. You can't fake your feelings into reality. My life, my heart, my compassion, my resilience opened up so much more when I finally started to allow myself to feel what I was feeling, even if those feelings could have been looked at as petty even if what I was going through could have been seen as so much less than what others were struggling with, even if I really didn't want to feel that way, they were my feelings. And by trying to should myself out of them instead of actually acknowledging what I was feeling and getting curious about it, they didn't really go away and get healed. They were just pushed down inside where they were eroding and eating at me. Um. I go into something else, but since said by tuning into and giving a name to what you are feeling, you actually neutralize the emotion and are able to take a step out of it to see what is really happening within you. When you're present to what you are feeling, you don't feel it more. You actually lessen the weight and begin to take the power back from the emotions instead of trying to push them away and outrun them. Um, and then I guide back to chapter four where I have to practice. But yeah, like, Again, if you were to say, you know, let's say go back to like the example of you're someone who has a, like enough money to read, master, remodel your house, your kitchen, whatever it is, and it's also <laughs> been challenging. So if you are allowed, not telling like, oh, I'm not allowed to feel upset or stressed or whatever, disappointed in a contractor or whatever the heck is happening that you're feeling, 
if you try to push those feelings down because you're like, oh, other people have it worse. And then you take that energy, though, too, to like go be like, let me go help other people or, you know, let me blah, 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 blah. Then I feel like, too, you're not really coming from this really grounded place, you know, because when I was in this like struggle physically and emotionally this past week, it's like if I if I were then to like see, oh, wow, this is, you know, how much better I have it than people or this. So now I want to like go help those people or bring light to this. If I was doing that coming from a place of like, oh, I better like show, you know, show concern because how dare I feel this about my own life? Like I'm not coming from the same energy of being like, man, that was really hard for me this past week going through this and feeling this. And so I'm allowing myself to feel that and to then acknowledge wow, I didn't think about, you know, this person going through it or this person going through that. Like, what can I do to support them? And do you see already, like, it feels like a different energy that sort of even allowing my own pain and my own feelings allows me to connect more to myself, have compassion for myself, and then have that grounded compassion for others and wanting to give back, to serve, whatever, coming from that energy rather than oh, I'm not allowed to be upset. I'm not allowed to feel this way. Everyone else has it worse. Let me go uh, put my energy into these other things. So allowing myself to feel what I feel and being open with myself and compassionate in that gives me this deeper compassion and connection to myself and others and the, and the, the ways that I do have it good or better than many. And instead to be like feeling shame about that, but to have that be like, okay, so then, well, what do I want to do with this? Um, All right. And then the third thing I want to share from my (laughs) COVID journey uh, was it was interesting that being like, I really was not able to do anything for days and days and days, totally taken out, um, such heavy brain fog besides the pain and fatigue and other things that were happening. Um, so watched a lot of TV, read books, like, was like couch, bed, hammock, couch, bed, hammock, bath, um, infrared sauna blanket, um, a lot of laying down. (laughs) And, um, but during that time and like feeling that pain in my body, it was interesting, like the thoughts that would come up for different days and really like showed me things that. I want or directions I want to take in my life that I've known for a while I've wanted, but it was just like, yeah, 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 like that, you know, sort of like waiting for that to happen to me. Like, yeah, this is something I would want. And um, yeah, so maybe one day that'll happen, (laughs) which it does happen. Sometimes things do happen like that for people. Things happen for them. (laughs) Um, But often you have to actually put yourself out there to make people aware that that is what you are doing wanting to do. So yeah, it was interesting though that like having this time where everything really was on hold, I couldn't really do any work. I would try to like, maybe I'd just do some computer easy stuff today. Nope. So really just putting everything away, um, let the thoughts that would come up about these things of like what I really, really do want. And, you know, and what I was just getting, it was able to get so much clearer about things that I wanted to be doing, that I wanted to not be doing, like, you know, sort of that, okay, if you had everything your way, (laughs) where would you be wanting to put your time and energy? Um, And those are questions that I'd asked myself several times, I think, over the last couple of years. 
and just was able to get so much clearer during that time for some reason, during that time of feeling like so much pain and not really having, having so much brain fog and so much. So it was just so interesting to me how that came up and like getting me clear on when I do have the energy, (laughs) what I want to be putting my energy to. And also even with like, yeah, missing my kids, like I really missed them. Um, And so like having this, okay, when I get the kids back, you know, like really being committed to like having fun and being more present with them, making sure like I'm putting my phone away more. Not that I'm always on my phone, but even like we would do movie nights and, you know, if my phone's there, then I end up we're watching a cartoon and maybe I've seen it before or maybe I'm not. And like, oh, it's so easy to pick up the phone and start scrolling. So like just even things like that, the choices of like, okay, movie night, phone goes away. Um, so, so it was also interesting just to see, like I said, that like being in this so much pain and where I wasn't able to do much at all, like having these real insights about what I wanted to be putting my time and energy to when I got, (laughs) when I got energy back. So now that I'm finally coming out of this COVID fog, like we'll be going into in this next week, like when hopefully I have (laughs) more mental capacity and clarity, to like this, like feeling that, that last week, even though I didn't have the space to actually do work around that stuff, but like what I'm wanting is to, I had that feeling in my body of this is what I want. This is really where my passion is and allowing myself to commit to that. So I want to keep that alive and that passion and remember that feeling in my body, (laughs) not the pain feeling, (laughs) but this passion within that was sort of, it was like almost painful of like, this is what I want to be doing, but you're not putting your time into it because perhaps you believe it's not possible for you. Uh, or it feels easier to do these other things, or you just think that the that it's going to fall into your lap somehow. And so having that like internal passion to drive me and reawaken, you know, what, what I hope to be doing in here for and how I expect to experience life, whether it's when I'm with my kids or when I am creating m- my work life. So, I hope that my COVID journey (laughs) highlights helps you in some way today to at least remind yourself to not invalidate your own feelings and that you can have this compassion for yourself and for others. Oh yeah, the first thing, what, you know, like just again, that as much as we think we know about someone else or we want like quickly grow to a judgment of someone that you can still like dislike what that person is up to, (laughs) not be a fan, want to even talk to them about it, but also like realize that we don't really know what's going on for someone or what has made them believe that thing. And so again, that doesn't mean that they're right, but I think in like coming from that more compassionate space can also help if you are going to try to have a conversation with someone to get more clarity to explain more, whatever it is. And um, three, you know, I don't know how to give you that. Like, hey, go do something that causes you a lot of pain and maybe you'll have some ahas. (laughs) That's not what I'm telling you. But, you know, I think just to listen deeper inside yourself and like what has been calling to you 
and that you have been feeling and knowing within, but it's been just like easier to push that voice to a side and say like, oh, later, or yeah, that'd be great if that happened to me. But like, so notice those little internal voices um, and instead of waiting to feel miserable (laughs) and have your aha moment, to listen more carefully to that internal voice of what is it that you have been wanting more of in your life or wanting to stop to or whatever and allow yourself to give yourself some time and energy to devote to that, to give, make that actually be a possibility for you. Okay, as always, I hope at least one thing from this helped you, supported you. Please go get my book if you haven't yet. F the shoulds, do the once. Get clear on who you are, what you want, why you want it. Please continue to send me messages about it. That's my favorite thing ever to get messages from you about the book. Um about the podcast, I mean, about anything that I've written, whether it's a social media post, but especially the book that I poured so much into. If you have it, please leave a review on Amazon, wherever you bought it, on Goodreads if you use it. Reviews are like the thing to do. I mean, once you buy the book, (laughs) sharing about it. Also, yeah, like they tell you reviews, 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 because yes, reviews are important besides, you know, that they help possible other readers to buy the book but it's like what publishers and booksellers look for to to continue to sell the books and to keep them in stock besides the book sales is the reviews um but yeah also just a reminder that no matter you know how many social media friends and followers and whatever you have that you have an audience and so it really means so much when you choose to share my words, the podcast episodes, and the book with your community that you do make a difference. Um, you're, you know, people, people are interested in what you're doing and what you're reading and what's making have an effect on you. So please continue to share in your own ways. I'm at underscore Trisha Huffman. Product line is at your joyologist. Go shop yourjoyologist.com to shop. Make sure you download my daily inspiration app called Own Your Awesome. You can go to yourjoyologist.com backslash app or just look for it in the um, Apple app and Google Play app stores. Own Your Awesome. All right. Um, sending you some love and final thought what's one possible, just, you know, like, what's a possibility that you're going to give yourself right now? Instead of shooting yourself down and feeling like it won't happen or this, that, let yourself dream about possibilities for yourself and your life.